What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Coffee Shop Sports, our last episode before Halloween. Kev, my beautiful co-host, is here with oh. me again this morning. I'm Zach, Dude. other host of Coffee Shop Sports. How you doing, man? Oh, I'm, I'm touched that you called me beautiful on the podcast. Back at you, man. Uh, I'm so excited, man. I, I feel like, you know, we're, we're on YouTube now, which is so awesome. So we have to be very conscious about picking our noses and, you know, all that kind of fun stuff that we do on the pod. Arguably um, might do it more. I, that too. Yeah, we could also just do that. I'm, I'm down. Um, I, I can't just sneak like little snacks. That's always been one of my favorite things to do on our show. Um, I, I guess I could technically, and then the, the, no the viewers not just, to, yeah, the viewers just call me out, you know, call me out in the comments, you know, timestamp it like this, this mother effers eaten, you know, cashews at the 13 minute mark. But, um, I'm so excited for like a scary episode today, dude. Like I've been scared personally by the play of my favorite sports team. So there's a lot of scary stuff to talk about today and uh, it's going to be a great episode for sure. A lot of scary stuff in the month of October for sure. I know, you know, what's funny is like, I hate scary things. You do you know that you do. You, Zach doesn't watch horror movies. I, I nope. just realized we're talking through all of like my favorite horror movies last week. We're doing like these. I'm making these references and I'm like, this is deaf ears right now. This man does not know what I'm talking about. You know, I've seen the original Scream. So we talked about okay. that one. OK, proud of you. Um, and I've seen a lot of the Saw movies because I don't mind gore. That's such a weird. A, that is such a weird line to draw. Like, oh, no, I, I won't watch like Halloween where like a guy in a mask like kills babysitters. But. I will watch yeah. people saw their arms off, though. I love that. You know that. what it is? It's it's just the jump scare versus, yeah. like, saw is just like, oh, can you handle blood? And, like, I'm fine with blood. I've yeah. played my share you know, of violent really, video games. Really I'm cool. Quick, this, is a total, this is a total sidebar, and we're absolutely being so unprofessional to our dedicated sports fan audience. But do you think of saw in any way? I was having this debate yesterday. Do you think of saw in any way as a psychological thriller? I mean, yeah, or, or, sure. I yeah. think so too. That's like the whole, I feel like that's the whole purpose of it. I think so too. And I was getting argued with, they were like, oh, it's actually body horror. It's a whole genre. That for, too. Yeah. Body horror for sure. But like, yeah. I was saying that like, I feel like body horror is you're afraid of things happening. Like somebody cutting your arm off. What makes us psychological is you have to cut your own arm off. Right. Like, I feel like that's it's a little bit of both. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, I'm glad that you at least see where I'm coming from. I mean, this person i was debating with was dense <laughs> no i do i do think some of the saw movies do it with the psychological bit better than the others um but that's really like my line i've seen a couple horror like a movies but like most of them i don't have none of them i want to watch again i'll just yeah, I, like say that for sure i will say it's 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 below action comedy and drama for me um but i do love a good horror movie and and unfortunately the family that has adopted me, it's their favorite genre. So I am, you know, I am, uh, for lack of a better term, balls deep in horror all the time. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're into the horror crew now. Um, Big time. I, I keep my, my space from that part. Uh, you know <laughs> what time. I do love though? Did you ever see, uh, the movie, the babysitting on Netflix? Oh yeah. Brilliant film. So yeah, over the great. top. So satirical. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Fire. Not Fire really movie. a horror movie, more of no. like a comedy slasher. Yeah. But, but, but quite good though quite enjoyable. i love that one yeah good call well we're here for sports hopefully anybody listening is here for sports if not you know we'll, we'll you check know. out a different podcast yeah, we'll probably. talk about movies you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about time movies time. from time to time yeah we're, we're um, you know we're cultured so continuing with the spooky intro we've got our first sip segment this week 
which is spooky for a different reason and it's teams panic level the scare meter yeah how are we feeling scare about certain meter. teams there are some big losses this last week some surprising losses including i can't last think of one i can't think of a single <laughs> one so including <laughs> last night's monday night football um so first sip we're just going to go through a couple teams and you're going to give me your scare meter level one to ten how you feeling and why yeah and let's start off with your your hometown team uh buffalo bills losing to bill belichick's 300th win yeah um that game got out of hand quickly and yeah. despite the resurgence from the bills patriots resurged too they did yeah. not it was not a get up early and hold out to the end game how you feeling yeah, man, it's it's really tough. Uh, you know, I, I will say I'm no stranger to adversity, um, especially being a Bills fan growing up in the drought era. So it's kind of like old hat for me. Um, but also that being said, these teams, these successful, dominant, you know, Super Bowl window, uh, underperforming Bills teams, they do this every year. And it's kind of funny because I don't know if people forget or if I just have a different perspective, because I'm I'm you know riding the the tip of the wave at all times. But um, you know, 2020, Hale Murray, big loss. They come back, they don't lose another game the rest of the season. 2021, Zach, believe it or not, they rotated wins and losses for five weeks in a row before dropping two straight, culminating in losing to Urban Myers Jaguars. I will never forget that game. I will never forget that feeling. Seven and six after losing to Tampa Bay in overtime out of the playoff picture with four weeks to go, win out, win the division last year. It wasn't as bad for some reason last year, even though it was the year with the most tumult, they, they just didn't really drop a ton of games. They ended up going 13 and three um, most adversity they've ever faced though. Um, and the offense hit a lot of lows. last year's bills team probably would have won the games against the Patriots and the Jaguars, because as, as we saw, they did come back and put up a huge fight in those games. I, at first, like my simple caveman Neanderthal brain was like, I hate Ken Dorsey and it's all his fault. But after watching some film, after doing some research, um, I've come to the conclusion that it's a lot more of an execution thing than it is a Ken Dorsey thing. And to be honest with you, Zach, I hate to say this because you know, he's my boy. But Sean McDermott does not have his guys ready to play. And I don't know if it's because he's inherited defensive play calling and he's taking care of the defense a lot more. Um, I don't know if it's, you know, I know, I know Josh isn't perfect either. That's another thing that's been emerging. I I'm accepting that, you know, he's been having some, you know, accuracy issues with his sprained AC joint and his throwing shoulder. Um, I'm hoping that that just evens out. I mean, he tends to, I mean, he's a warrior, man, you know that. Um, so you know, my panic meter, the defensive health is terrible. Um, my level on the scare meter is maybe a little more measured than it might have been had you talked to me right after the game. Um, but it's not low. Um, and I would say that it's borderline, not medium. I'm going to go with a six. Um, and I think you actually pointed out to me um, that the loss by the Dolphins is helpful. It mitigates the, the scare meter a little bit. Um, Definitely. But... You know, I'm at a six because I do believe there's time to write the ship. I do believe they have the horses to do it. The bang up defense, man. Mac Jones looked like Peyton Manning. I don't want to say that ever again. That made me sick. That made me nauseous. Honestly, I, I can't stomach that. Yeah, I'm probably just slightly higher than you. I told you I was a seven and a half after the game. 
eight if the Dolphins won. They didn't. I'm not super concerned about Josh Allen and really the offense, but the defense is unquestionably banged up. I mean, Tredavious White, injured reserve. Matt Milano, injured reserve. Daquan Jones, injured reserve. Jordan Phillips, questionable. Ed Oliver is now questionable. Yeah, post last game. Week. Yeah. Um, and Dawson Knox had surgery on his wrist, so he's yeah. out for the foreseeable future. Tough. They have Dalton Kincaid, but it's it's unquestionable. Knox is a big part of the offense, especially when it comes to blocking. They yeah. play a lot of two tight end sets now. Um, we may see them go back to three wide receiver sets more often with Knox out, yeah. which interesting. But they've been playing two tight end sets predominantly, so a lot of injuries. Um, and yeah. I think that, that rises my panic meter more than most. Like you said, they made the Patriots offense look good for the first time this season. That's hard Gross. to do. Gross. So... I'm cons- I have some concerns that they can hold up throughout a season without a lot of their star players. Yeah, and I do. I I think you make a lot of great points. Knox with the wrist, it sucks. I, I love Dawson Knox. Um, he's very, very much woven into the fabric of this team, not just from a uh, you know X's and O standpoint, but from a character standpoint, um, from a locker room standpoint. So that's a big loss. Um, I will say, the Bills have seven drives in the last two weeks in the second half and against the giants they were two for three scoring touchdowns the one that they didn't score a touchdown on third and seven dawson knox drops a huge pass last week against the patriots touchdown touchdown fourth and two dawson knox drops a huge pass um they scored two touchdowns after that and then their last possession was or they scored a touchdown after that and then their last possession so so six of seven i should have said or six of eight but their but their last possession was you know twelve seconds left and didn't didn't really matter, so yeah I love Dawson Knox as much as the next guy you know that um, but this um, the, those it, the wrist injury might have been playing a bigger role in those drops than we knew, um, so I I am because he has been battling it but I am happy to see him getting the help he needs if that's what's gonna prevent those drops from happening because those were egregious um, those both could have been. Not necessarily game enders. Well, the Giants one was literally the game ender, but the the Patriots one would have made the the Bills' lives a lot easier. Um, they did have to yeah, end drops up. Are, yeah, drops are tough, and that's like a. I mean, that's the whole thing. Players drop passes, and he's dropped more than a lot in the fair. But I don't think that's what he. I don't think his receiving prowess was the best thing he brought. To You're the right. Bills. I it would was agree his with blocking that. for yeah. sure, and in the in the scheme yeah. that he brought to it, the level of having a solid reliable pass catcher which he he has been as well For drops sure. aside like he's caught a yep. lot of third down and he's a good blocker so they'll miss yeah. that regardless like he's an above average tight end when it comes to blocking yeah so and and we saw at the beginning of the year the bills were trying to establish the run more kind of yeah. went back away from that the last couple games maybe we see that come back james cook a little more um yeah. losing damian harris Again, tough. More injured I, players. Murray he, helps me sort of feel better about losing Harris, though. Murray's been good. Hey, he's been fine. Um, yeah. I just, I just worry injuries are going to catch up to this team. Uh, yeah. But we got other teams too. For sure. On the panic level, on the scare meter. The scare um, meter. Let's hold off on talking Cowboys because they were on the bye this week. They're, they're good. Yeah, we don't need to talk about the Cowboys. And the Bengals. We can we can skip them. They're, they'll be alright. Yeah, no bye week teams on our on yeah. our show today. So yeah. let's go to last night's losers of Monday Night Football. I'm going to let you lead off on that one. Your Vikings. 
whooped that ass. It was a good game. I had a good time watching it. Not not just from the Vikings winning. Happy they happy. Mixed feelings about them winning that game. Right. Um, but 49ers now dropped two games in a row, five and two on the season. Um, after being considered the the juggernaut of the NFL at five zero, and they looked unbeatable, and then they dropped two games against teams they sh- probably should have beat. So. Panic level, scare meter on the 49ers, man, is still pretty low for me. I don't know. I can't I can't wrap my head around being that scared for them. I was scared last night when Fred Warner went down with an apparent injury because then I was like, okay, yeah, now scare meters, scare meters back up. But he, he got back on the field. Um, Debo Samuel will get back healthy. Losing Trent Williams for this game, he was out. Is, is just such a detriment to this team. It's insane. The the run game with and without him is night and day when you look at clips. It's almost an entire yard, over a yard per carry difference in the run game when he's healthy. And that's the lifeblood of this team is the run game. Christian McCaffrey has the oblique injury. He wasn't fully healthy. He still had a great game. Um, and then Debo Samuel out. None of these guys are out for the long term. They should all be back soon. Their defense is still great. Their offense is still great. They lost this game because I felt like their head wasn't really in it. You have the early fumble by McCaffrey, such a rare sight to see. When I when that play happened and I saw him lose the ball, it was like almost shocking because I was like, oh, I don't remember the last time I've seen Christian McCaffrey turn over the yeah. ball like that. It was and weird. he almost got it back too. If you yeah. like, you look at the play, he reaches, grabs it, and his. And the Niners should have got it back. They they had a guy. They had a guy. He send hits it, it out of know. his hand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That was bad. Crazy. Yeah. But it was it was silly mistakes. Um, hero ball by Purdy to lose the game at the end. That was a real questionable throw. He could have ran, picked up six, seven yards, wanted to wanted to be the hero in the game. Um, I get that. Purdy did not have his best game. He's been questionable under the blitz all year. The Vikings bring the blitz more than any other team. Usually they're not very effective when they do, but they were getting some pressure on Purdy near the end there and it just caused for kind of a questionable game. Um, they couldn't capitalize on the things. Vikings were just running it on third down. I don't know. I'm pretty low. I say I'm a four overall. I think they can right the ship pretty quickly and still be that elite team. Um, but if teams are getting to Purdy on the blitz, it's going to be a problem. Yeah. No, I like where your head is at. I think a four is a good number. I- I'm only slightly higher than you and only because of the teams that, that they lost to not unsimilar to my bills. Um, these are teams that, that they should be relative. I mean, beating up on to, let's be, let's be frank. I mean, they played a, a third string quarterback in PJ Walker and uh, a Vikings team that was two and four who they always last year, they were worse than their record said this year. They're better than their record said. They're always, they're such a weird, like fluky, one score, you know, I was going to bring this up when we talked about the bills, but the margins in the NFL are so razor thin, Zach, the difference between being great and being bad is so thin. You know, if a couple phantom calls in, in Buffalo's losses go the other way, they're in first place and nobody's talking about any of the stuff that they're talking about. It's the same with, it's the same with the 49ers. You know, we wouldn't talk about Brock Purdy against the blitz. If Brock Purdy didn't, you know, throw that pass away at the end of the game. You're right. If he led a game winning drive, we're talking about how great he is and how he's AI and how he's 
changing the quarterback position, you know? Uh, but that's, that's the NFL, man. That's, that's, that's what you live and die with. Um, I personally, you know, I've always been higher than consensus on Purdy. I've actually always faded the narrative that he wasn't special. And we've actually talked about it on the show um, a lot. And I think he is special, but I think he's starting to show some cracks. I think, I think just like with everybody, the book, you know, they say the book is out on them. I think we're starting to see the book on Purdy is not unlike the book on anybody, just get in his head, just rattle him a little bit. And, and he gets a little, he gets a little crazy. He had some happy feet last night. Um, and at some points that worked in his favor. I didn't know he was that fast. What the hell? He could, he Zoom. could dart. He could dart, yeah. man. Um, but that's okay. Five. Um, I think they'll write the ship naturally, just like I think Buffalo will. I think my, I'm lower, I'm lower than Buffalo because um, it's only two losses. And I think they still have enough of a cushion on the rest of their um, competition that they'll they'll write the ship and it, it won't even matter because they haven't dropped any games until these games that they should have won. So they have a little more wiggle room, I think. So I'm, I'm still very in on SF. Yeah, and you brought up a good point. I, I tell people this all the time when they're like NFL fans is, like you said, the margins are so thin. The best team in the NFL on a bad day can lose to the worst team in the NFL having a good day. Like it's, it's very possible. Um, and for what it's worth, I don't think the Browns are a bad team. I think they, they're not a a good team and maybe the best defense in the NFL. Well, maybe not Um, after giving up 38 to Gardner, but yeah, good defense. I still think after that game, I mean, I came away thinking miles Garrett is a runner for MVP. Yeah. He's gotta be in the conversation right now. Yeah. And the first half was rough for that team offensively. And Deshaun Watson didn't do them any favors. Um, but I still think he's they so have the bad. best defense in the he NFL sucks. right now. He sucks bad. ass. It's hard to watch out there. Oh, my God, dude. The, those picks. I mean, whatever. Maybe he's not healthy. But, man. The pick. Pick. I'm, he only threw one. Oh, you're right. The second one was called back. It was bad. Yep. Watch, the, watch the penalty. Bad that, one, yeah. that one was worse. <laughs> no. So I'm just kind of sitting here thinking, like, look, okay. Really quick, we're on the scare meter, right? So so we're both at uh, – I'm at a five, you're at a four for SF. You're at a seven, I'm at a six for Buffalo. W- what are your thoughts on the scare meter of Deshaun returning and sinking the Browns, which he has, and Daniel Jones returning and sinking the Giants, which he will? I'm more concerned about Daniel Jones and the Giants than I am. Yeah. Um because we saw some good games from Deshaun Watson at the beginning of the season, it didn't, it wasn't all bad. His first game was rough, and then he looked okay the next two games, and then good, he's good had this like it. weird shoulder injury that's been yeah. like lingering. Slash, he probably shouldn't have been playing. It seems he's pretty apparent. Medically cleared from it, but yeah, because we're right. looking at him go throw the ball and then look at his face, and he's like, "That is not where that ball should have gone." Yeah. So. Concern with the shoulder injury. Obviously yeah. concerned that his contract is fat. Um, but I, I have confidence that he could be at least a league average quarterback, yeah. which is not what you paid for. But it's better right. than what I think about Daniel Jones, which is that he's, one, not good, and, two, going to get destroyed behind that offensive line. Yeah, he's been looking objectively bad, and... And Tyrod looks good. good, and and that's the, and it's it's not that different of a team. The team didn't no. just magically change. Yeah, I've always believed Tyrod was uh, 
at least an average player and maybe possibly slightly above average. And with a good supporting cast, we've seen what he can do. He can lead teams to the playoffs. So I think Dable, I know the money and it's just, it's, it's in both situations. I know the money yeah. is, is in the wrong spot right now, but what are you going to do? Like sunk costs. Are you going to continue to pay the Piper and continue to trot out inferior players? Yeah. I mean, you will. Yeah, they are yeah. right. Both teams are, they will, they will hundred percent. I'm at a seven that Jones is going to um, sink the giants progress. And I'm at a six at Deshaun. will. I, I, don't, I don't think P.J. Walker is worse than Deshaun Watson right now. No, I think right now P.J. Walker can win them games enough to get so. Deshaun healthy. I'm, I'm yep. lower. I think the Browns team is good enough that they can mask a lot of offensive woes. I'm probably at a three with the Watson situation. I do think a lot of the criticism is obviously because he's a dirtbag. And yeah. like, it's, it's easy to hate on him yeah, because... 100%. He he arguably shouldn't be in the NFL still. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll sign my name on any any anti Deshaun Watson stuff any day. Um, but, but that putting, being said, put, yeah, putting that bag aside, yeah. his yeah. play earlier in the season was not atrocious. It was good enough for what they're doing and with room to get better. I I'll give you that. I mean, at times I thought it looked atrocious, but he did have t- at times where he was you know. It's not Daniel Jones bad. Well, no, let's you're right. Be honest. You're right. It's no, not, Daniel Jones. It's not to been... that level absolutely awful okay like in Zach, the vacuum we have, easily we have one more scare meter team and Ooh, uh breaking news though oh what you got for me which was gonna come into the show later today oh. but zach Ertz is being placed on ir oh i wonder where that's gonna come into the show later today maybe oh. it'll in our basketball segment maybe. <laughs> in our, yeah sure zach Ertz in our basketball our segment. first basketball segment in three months um Zach, what's your temperature? I'll let you kick this one off too, because I have a feeling that I'm gonna just, you know, come in guns blazing on the basketball talk. So I'm gonna let you take the lead on this one. What's your temperature on my most hated? And I say that in jest. I actually like this player quite a lot. I just don't think he's the guy people tell me he is. What's your temperature on these LA Chargers, man? And Justin Herbert. Two and four. My temperature on Justin Herbert itself is fine i think he's been playing great um in that chiefs game i think he was looking way better sailed an end zone pass to keenan allen which was brutal he's been doing a lot from that um his accuracy has been questionable um in big spots too that's the problem he does just love to end games on turnovers it's so bad that is yeah that's it's huge. It's inexcusable, man. And it's like, and it's like, I, I, I love what I see. I love those those highlight plays. He's got the him and Josh Allen and Mahomes are the three greatest armed quarterbacks maybe we've ever seen. They're they're the big three of howitzers in the NFL. And I love watching Justin Herbert play. But I I look at the box score and I look at the final score and I'm like, is this your king? It's just his team's not doing him any favors. It's it's almost reminiscent of the entire 10 year career there of Philip Rivers, where they're going to, at the rate they're going, they're throwing away Justin Herbert's career and they're not doing him any favors on play calling. The, the run scheme has been interesting from Kellen Moore. Yeah. So Kellen Um, Moore, yeah, he, he, everybody thought he was a savior. I don't think he's the creative guy that people, that that he showed for that one or two years in Dallas. And I think Dallas saw that too, which is why it was kind of like, okay, get out of here. Sure. Um, Keenan Allen, great. Their first-round so pick, Quentin Johnson, just not involved. 
and not getting separation. So yeah. maybe shouldn't be involved. Josh Palmer's looking fine. He looks um, great. Yeah, he's he Austin has a great Eckler. Game. I don't know why they're not throwing him the ball. That's yeah. his best attribute, and they're using is him he, as a. Is he fully back? Do you think? I think he's healthy. Uh, high ankle sprains usually take a ramp up period of one to three weeks to come okay. back to full strength. Okay. So we'll probably see that uh, next week against Chicago. I'm sure he'll look yep. fully healthy. Um, yep. A lot of people look fully healthy against Chicago's run defense. Um, but they're not doing him any favors. Yeah. His, his play calling is interesting, and he's not going through his progressions like we saw he did last year. Yeah. Uh, there are a couple plays where his first read is covered. Uh, he won't check down to Eckler, which is a huge, huge flaw in this offense, I think. We're not seeing no. – he's one of the best receiving backs in the NFL, and they're not right. utilizing him at all. They're playing him like Marshawn Lynch, and he's not Marshawn Lynch. Oh, yeah, they're, they were, so they're banging him in there, yeah. Don't run the ball like that. Not good. His team's not doing him any favors. He's not doing himself any favors, missing some wide-open passes. I, I worry as long as the infrastructure of the Chargers is the way it is – we won't get to see peak Justin Herbert. I think the next three weeks, you're going to see peak Justin Herbert, though, because some cakewalk matchups coming up. Um, yeah, I don't know about that. Three well, weeks. Well, they got the Jets defense, right? Yeah, that's coming good defense. Up. That's a tough one. I think uh, the Lions, what, Chicago, defense, Lions defense is pretty good, too. They just got they shredded. Did. They did just, just absolutely but, but they, but de- they, deceased. I don't know, but the, the sample size says that they're a good you know, defense. Their run defense is probably top five in the NFL, but their yeah. pass defense has been subpar all year. So you think, and so you and think, that's the Justin Herbert. Do so you move. think Jay Herbo is going to dominate the Lions and the Bears? Obviously, he's going to dominate the Bears. That's a get-right game if Lions? I ever... No. Yeah. yeah it'll, I, think, I think you go two and three in those games, which – or I mean two and one in those games, which – I mean, Zach, we can agree that they should win them all, right? We can agree that they should win all those games, right? I I still like Detroit a lot. The re, the real it's just tough in LA right now for the Chargers. Their their pass defense is getting just absolutely destroyed. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes had three hundred yards in the first half. This yeah. team is just not set up to win. So they're two and four, and I'm gonna give my scare meter. I, I didn't get a number from you. Do you want to give me a number? I'm probably less concerned than the Bills just because of expectations. So you're after like after starting like one and three, you know, I, I felt like seven. they weren't. You you already lost the like. Oh, this is a Super Bowl contending team in the first four weeks. The shine is already off for you, so you're not really you're 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 thinking Buffalo. They got to fight to save the shine. You're thinking Buffalo Chargers. Super Bowl or bust. Chargers yeah, is just Chargers like what is the future? Can't come back. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I'm gonna say five for me. Okay. I'm like right in the middle of the pack. I I would expect Staley not to not to last after this year if they don't have a winning record. And yeah. I'm, so admittedly, I would though a sliding scale. Admittedly, a sliding scale. You slid the scale. Like if we were using the same expectations as the Bills and Niners. It, if you're talking be... like Super Bowl contender, yeah, it's not happening. So it's, it's, it's all the way up. It'd be a ten theoretically. I, I was thinking my scale's the same. I haven't changed it for Bills, Niners, or Chargers. Um, and I'm sitting at a six, a five, and I'm gonna give the Chargers a nine on that same scale because I just the run that they'll have to go on, if they don't win the next three and, and set themselves up at five and four with a stretch run, where they still have some really tough matchups on the other on the other end. But they can though. That's the thing. And, yeah, and they're still a good team. I always say it. If you're a top five QB, then show us. Like, go be a top five QB. Like, top five QBs win 
games when they're supposed to win games. They get and and they might not, you know, top one QBs get their team to the Super Bowl and win it. We've seen it with uh, one guy consistently. But top five QBs, you got to at least make it to the dance. You got to at least win a playoff game. Right. And and the Chargers, I know Brandon Staley sucks. I, I'm the first person to say that. And I, I can't wait to see Justin Herbert without him. I can't, dude, I can't wait. I'm, and I don't mean to be rude. Like, it's, it is a man. It is his job. It is his life. But he's, he's not the guy for that job. You know, he might go be a fine OC somewhere in a couple of years. Maybe he'll move to Thailand and hang out with I'd like Cliff. To point out, he is a defensive coach. Oh, that's what I. Coach. Yeah. Well, but yeah. the whole analytics thing. I mean, I've always thought of him as like. Yeah, yeah. but it, you know, it, it was just saying like he'd be no, one hundred percent. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So, so let's see. Let's see what happens, Zach. But I'm, I'm, I'm less and less confident every day that the Chargers are going to have any sort of make any sort of noise this year. Yeah, the my concern is the Chargers team as a whole is higher than my concern for Justin Herbert. I don't think yeah. he's even remotely bad. I, I still think be he's fine. playing as a great quarterback. So you're starting a franchise tomorrow. You're taking Herbert in the top seven picks for sure. So easily, easily. Yeah. We should totally do that. That would be a really fun segment. We should do like a fantasy well, draft. Let's move on. We're probably about halfway through the episode already. Yes, sir. Um, we we crushed the scare meter. I'm ter- I'm terrified right now. <laughs> coming into the NBA chat. So yeah, we got NBA coming up. Um, which is great. I'm a little overwhelmed by the fact of another sport starting, but it's beautiful. It's, it's also exciting thing. at the same time. Then yeah. the landscape of the NBA is so different this year. Damian Lillard moving to the Bucks. You have the Suns with a completely different team and no yeah. bench. You yeah. got yeah. the Celtics making some huge splashes. So what are you looking for this NBA season? Just give us a little preview. Yeah, what man. are you excited for in the first week of slate? Oh, dude, the first week has so many good games. We're starting off. So tonight, actually, Zach, I don't know if it will have um, aired by the time that we're doing this episode. But tonight we have Phoenix taking on the Warriors, which should be really exciting because Chris Paul is the newly minted Warriors starting whatever because they're like, oh, he's going to start. But we are also starting Steph Curry and uh chris paul and And clay Clay. (laughs) so it's like and andrew wiggins so it's gonna be a really weird starting five but i i think it'll be fun to watch chris paul against his former team that's probably the matchup today that i'm the most excited by we have nuggets lakers um to to tip the whole season off which lebron versus Jokic. i mean Jokic was such a dog in the finals last year he's he is such a special special player man like we talked about him on the show establishing his legacy as you know not goat conversation but like entering entering the the all-time conversation for sure um you got so so that that i don't think that matchup will be as fun to watch as as uh phoenix warriors just because i love devin booker i love that i think he's so underrated i know i know he gets a lot of shine i know he's on the cover of 2k but he gets dogged on more than almost any other basketball player like i think other than lebron he might take the second most amount of crap but he if you watch him play play basketball he's an absolute warrior zach he 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 makes buckets he plays defense he does the things that puts his team in position to win the game i see booker as like a a slightly lesser version of jason tatum where similar i I rank them similarly yeah where he was expected to be the guy, the leader, the new one for his team. Yeah. And has 
got so close, but doesn't have that like last little bit. Like he's not the big guy to do it. And that's that's kind of how I've been seeing Tatum the last two years um, yeah. because of the playoff exits. They're yeah. both phenomenal, phenomenal players. But I don't know if they're the, like the big guy. And you've now they've brought in someone to be the big guy there in Phoenix. Yeah, I mean, look, the KD trade was huge and, and it really changed the landscape of the NBA. Um, I think Phoenix should have been more competitive down the stretch last year. I was very disappointed to see them fizzle out the way that they did. Um, you're looking at a starting five of Beal, Book, KD, uh, Nurkic, and then I'm not quite sure who they're they're rotating in as the five. Uh, Sean Taylor, one of our regular listeners, is going to kill me. Um, but he, you know, the team is the team is solid. They're they're for sure better this year from a like you said top end standpoint. But that bench will be questioned. I had my buddy Sean, who's a huge Suns fan, try to sell me on Yuna Watanabe. He's like, dude, it was it's all good. We got Yuna Watanabe, dude. It's all good. We're gonna be great. And I'm like, dude, you're you're you sound like me talking about gabe davis like don't don't do it man like like it's okay to admit that there's no depth it's okay a lot of a lot of great teams don't have depth well let's talk about the other we've got two other candidates that have made massive trades but i'll start off with the celtics i am a yeah. celtics fan technically celtics and nuggets born in colorado but always been a celtics fan went out made a big old trade got drew holiday at point guard um Got gave KP. up quite a bit to do it a couple weeks prior to <laughs> yeah christoph porzingis earlier yeah. in the off season um got rid of the time lord himself tough their center which tough. hurt me a little bit love him but they've still got 37 year old al horford so who cares they'll be good they got rock um, yeah i mean this team has expectations every year obviously being one of the biggest franchises couldn't make it to the finals last year couldn't make it to the finals the year before getting knocked out by teams that arguably they should have beat. I think they should have beat the bulls. I'm sorry. Why did I say the bulls, the heat, um, they should have beat the heat last year. In my opinion, they were a better team. They were, they were maybe not, they weren't the better team, but they had the better players and they just choked it away. Yeah. I think the Celtics nuggets would have been a great matchup. You add drew holiday. Who's basically just, um, Marcus Smart on roids. Literally. I mean, similar yeah. players, right? You have a point guard, yeah. an incredible defensive player, except Drew Holiday is a much better offensive player and teammate, in my opinion. Yeah. You've got Porzingis playing center, which how many games do you get out of him? If you yeah. get if you get a Big lot question. of games, this team is a finals contender. If you get yeah. 10 games and then he's hurt, they're not. So yeah. I, I do worry a little bit about the size of, of the roster um i know we're in an nba league where it's no longer big man ball centers have been devalued consistently other than Nikola Jokic. yeah but losing robert williams who was a promising young player and switching it for chris Voss is a little risky in my opinion but yeah, i do but think you know, this team is better than they were last year i agree and i think you talk about size right i mean time lord played big but he was six eight he and was not that big. Chris yeah. Depps plays small and he's seven three. So seven two. Yeah. You know, so you know, it, it's it's all good. I mean, I, I think they'll be okay. I, I think so. Uh, br- bringing it full circle, right? We talked about matchups week one. You talked about your Celtics. I'll talk about my Knicks because they play tomorrow night, Zach. And let me tell you, I I got a Jalen Brunson jersey. The week they got sent home from the playoffs last year, I was like, it's it's time. I'm gonna invest in a Knicks player jersey. I I got a Jalen Brunson jersey. 
and it came in the mail a day after they got sent home. So I, I have not worn it yet. It's been sitting in my closet waiting for tomorrow. Um, I'm very excited for that game. I think it's going to be a very exciting game. Um, I absolutely think, with all due respect to the Celtics, I think the Knicks had the Celtics number last year. It's a totally different Celtics team. Drew Holiday scares the pants off of me. Um, normally, I'd pick the Knicks, but I do believe that the Celtics did enough um, in the offseason to juice up uh, that, that that big five. So I, I, did, I think I'm going to pick the Celtics to win that game. Don't tell Enzo. Don't tell Roxanne. I'm just going to sweep it under the rug. If they hear this, then congrats on the, on the dub. But that being said, uh, I like what the Knicks have done. I do think they'll be there when the chips are down in the East. I think they'll probably be a top four or five team in the East. And I think, <clears throat> I think they'll compete. I don't know. The, the Bucks got better. Um, the, the Heat didn't really get better, but they're still the Heat. And they have um, My Chemical Romance, Jimmy Butler now, which is big for them. And then we also have, uh, you know, the Celtics. So I, I think it'll be really, really fun to watch. That that's all I'm saying. I, I just can't wait to to see it all play out. I'm excited. Uh, we we get to find out what the Celtics roster looks like. Um, obviously, their six man Malcolm Brogdon is gone. So yeah, we're six gonna man see of the what year. Yeah, six man of the year. We're gonna see what that rotation looks like. Um, you'll need someone else to step up. Pritchard yeah. is there. Derek White is still there. I like Derek um, White. I don't love Pritchard. I think he's kind of a spot-up guy, kind of a mop-up guy. But There's a lot of people expecting a leap from him this year. The Celtics organization cool. is happy. It would be great to see. It would be cool to see. It would be great for them. I mean, dude, if, if Pritchard takes a step forward, they'd be, yeah, they'd be sad. Um, Sam Hauser, too, also another name yeah. that's that's there. They'll need someone else yeah. to step up to fill you that You say Malcolm Sam Hauser, and I, I, hear, I hear what I heard from Sean talking about you know Watanabe, but it's all good. Look. Yeah, at the end of the day, they're players that people are at least excited about. Yeah, that six man. Yeah, I'm excited about. So we got Jalen Brunson, Emmanuel quickly coming back off of his six man of the year runner up campaign. You know, we're looking at uh, Mitch Robinson coming back, Julius Randle, Julius Randle. People dogged on him. He had a bad playoffs, but he's he's a, a, an All NBA player from last year, and and he's an All Star. And Jalen Brunson, who is looked at as the savior, and rightfully so. But he didn't get either of those accolades. So the fact that we have both of them, you know, we brought in Josh Hart in a trade last year who just changed the culture. He is just he's one of those guys Zach. we talk a lot about uh, in football about locker room guys, uh, about those those dogs that'll just go get the tough rebounds. They'll go hit the tough shot. You know, I'll I'll remember forever uh, Josh Hart injuring himself and then on an injured. I think it was like an ankle. He he hit a game winning three in the playoffs last year. Like that's the kind of player that championship rosters build you know you you added in Dante DiVincenzo who um I really like a lot um again I don't think the Knicks did enough from a top end standpoint to compete with the Celtics and the Bucks and the Heat but I do think they'll be there when the chips are down and I think if they put themselves in a position to land one of those big names and there's a lot of Embiid smoke right now um I think they'll compete eventually but like you said about the Celtics the Knicks, I don't think they'll, like you said a lot for the last few years of the Celtics, I don't think that they'll have enough, but I think eventually. And those, so those three games, is there any other games on this slate? And I want a finals prediction, preseason finals prediction, MVP prediction, all that fun stuff. Are there any other games that you are looking forward to watching play out in the opening week? I don't have any games specifically I'm looking for. I do have a couple player names that I'm excited to watch for the season. Um, 
to kind of see how they look moving forward. Um, Tyreek's maxi mm, for like that the pick. 76ers. Sleeper pick. Uh, I, I'm excited to see how his season goes. He's been good. Philadelphia loves him. There's a, a lot of the James Harden, you know, murkiness going on right. around that. Um, but the 76ers need someone else other than Joel Embiid. I think he'll be a great player to watch during the season. I would yeah. like him to step up to to more of the like all pro type level because I think that'd be great. Um, so great. Let's see who else I got here. Um, I'm pausing. Oh, one that I love personally, uh, Marco Fultz. Magic gets nice. zero. Zero zero screen time during the NBA season because they're usually yeah. just god awful. Fultz was the number one overall pick in 2017 and had one of the craziest storylines of an NBA player I can remember. Worst yips. He just forgot how to shoot. Worst yips of all time. Just could not learn how to shoot, but quietly had a decent season for the Magic last year. He's quietly Has back. A, yeah. He's quietly back. So for the first time, I think this year is the season that he could possibly put it together a little bit. Um, so I'm kind of watching him for the season as well, just because there's a storyline. I, I love, love that. Out of 2017. Yeah, man, I love that. I love the I love the redemption arc of Markel Fultz. I'll always remember the um, J. Cole line in that 21 Savage song where he's like, pray for Markel because they fucked up his shot. I love that line. It's such a great line. Uh, J. Cole, big J. Cole fans over here. Big J. Cole fans over here. Big cultured episode today. We're very cultured today. I love it. Um, yeah, I, I'll say the, the player I'm the most excited to watch, I'm picking the lowest hanging fruit on the damn tree, but I want I want to see Dame Lillard on a championship contender because people forget, Zach, he was dropping 40 a game before he went down last year. And he didn't, yes, he got hurt, right? He got hurt. But he didn't want to go out there on a, 18 and 40 team I, that's exaggerating but he didn't want to go out there on a terrible team and and risk injury when he knew it was this was his big year this was his big chance to get out of portland and there's a lot of people taking shots at his loyalty zach they weren't loyal to him they didn't do him any favors whatsoever in the roster building and at a certain point in time when somebody shows you who they are you got to believe them and the blazers said we are not them we are not contenders we're not going to do it for you dame and so I don't have anything. I don't take any issue. I don't take any exception to his loyalty or his desire to play for a contender at some point in his career. He's going to go down as one of the best players in this generation. And nobody's going to remember because he never made it past the first or second round. Like he was, you know, so hopefully, hopefully with Giannis and that Bucks team. Yes, they're a bit depleted, but hopefully with that squad. Yeah. yeah, they're 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 lower. And in the in the we're, we're talking about depth. They're they're a bit stretched by the sun's trajectory for sure. Yeah, a bit. And but that's okay, dude. Teams win championships like that all the time. Um, I'm just I can't wait to watch Dame Lillard play on a on a for lack of a better term, on a real team. I think that's on be a real so team excited. with real yeah. with real players. Yeah. No, I mean obviously huge uh Giannis signing his three year one eighty six yeah. million dollar contract a couple days ago. They're they're in. The Bucks organization is trying to win a championship and it's good to see you know because there was a little worry that they were going to be like all right let's we can't afford to pay Giannis. let's move on that we type got of our thing ring. after this yeah. season no no they're all in and yeah. honestly i really love to see it so Me too. i'm excited for that too 100 percent. all right before we wrap this up before we wrap the nba talk up i want i want a finals prediction i want an mvp prediction mvp prediction i'm gonna go Giannis. damn yeah. on that team um i think okay. 
can help him elevate his consistency and just give him opportunities to be an even better player, which would you'd think be the opposite, but I think Dame's going to do what Dame did in Portland, score a ton of points. Um, yeah. But Giannis will have to still be the focal point of that team. I think they make a deep playoff run, like you said. I think he has a good shot to win MVP. Finals prediction. I mean, listen, the Nuggets are the same team they were last year. I think they're still a very good team. And they've lost some of their shine because they didn't make the moves other teams did. But I still think they belong in that conversation in the West. 100%. Yeah. I would like to see them put it together, but it's, man, that's it. That's a tough one. Um, I want to go. I haven't thought about this probably as much as you have, to be honest oh, dude. with you. I, mine's easy. No, I don't think the Suns are going to make it to the finals. It's um, hard to think that they will, man. It really is. It's hard to trust them. It is. You know, but this KD is a new doesn't team, stay healthy though, so, either. It's a brand you know, new team. Beal, how are they going to mesh? Who's going to take, who's playing defense? Um, Book. Mc, yeah, they got some questions on there. Um, I probably want to go Celtics just because I do think they yeah. got better. Yeah, and they were close reasonable. last year. Um, so you got Sells Nuggets? Sells Nuggets will probably be my pick. It's what I want. Who's winning? So I feel partially biased there. Yeah, you got both your favorite teams in there. I'm not mad at you. I'm not going to call They're you out. They're both good. That's they all. <laughs> I'm not used to that from I the know. Nuggets. So that's uh, tough. But I think there's a lot of teams that can give a good run for the money. I think we're seeing the end of an era in both the Lakers and the Warriors. So that's tough because I still think there's a lot of hope on both of those teams. But I don't think Chris Paul is doing it for the Warriors. I don't think they're a finals contender right now, even with Steph, Clay, um, Chris Paul, Draymond, all Wiggins there. Yeah, I want to go Celtics Nuggets. I think in that case, I still think the Nuggets might win that, though. Yeah, I love it, man. I I got no issues with the pick. I think you, I think the um, Safe it's hard ball, not to, though. it's not it's hard not to pick, um, Giannis for MVP. I am gonna um differ because obviously, Jalen Brunson. No, I'm kidding. Um, hey, I think he's I think he's a dark horse. I think he's he's got a shot if he if he plays how he played in the playoffs last year. I I think, personally, my MVP pick is gonna be Joel Embiid. I think we're gonna see the ultimate fuck it, I'll do it myself season out of Joel Embiid. Haven't gotten him any help really. Um, you love Maxi; he's good. Uh, Harden is. Will he be the Harden that we know him to be? Will he is he even going to be on the 76ers? Will he? Yeah, he he is just such a ridiculous NBA. Him and Kyrie are just like. I'm sorry. All due respect to their talent, I think as far as how they run their careers, I think they're it's the ultimate clown show. Um, my humble opinion. I, I don't. I don't. I'm all for power to the players, but I think they take it a, a, a bridge too far. They take all accountability out of their own, um, you know, their own decision making and their own contracts that they sign and all that. But regardless, um, I think my MVP pick is going to so Joel Embiid, and then I think the finals are going to be. I do think the Celtics are going to make it. I think the Celtics and the Bucks are going to be the last two teams when the chips are down, and I'm going to give the tiebreaker to the Celtics because of depth. If they weren't in the same, that's what I was say. If they weren't in the same conference, it would yeah. have been Celtics Bucks for me. But it's, it's hard. Tough. It's, I do think it's going to come down to those two in the East. And then I think, yeah, I I think in the West. I mean, you got the the really the Nuggets, the Suns, the Lakers. I don't think you can sleep on the Kings. They had a really rough playoff exit last year, but they had such a good regular season. Um, I 
can't pick the Kings because of what they showed in the playoffs last year. It's kind of like a Bills situation. I need to see it. I need to see them put together a string of good performances in the playoffs before I trust that they're ever going to make it to the finals. So I will go with uh, I'll go with a I'll go with a dark horse. Not really. It's actually not a dark horse at all. But I'll go with a, a pick that's you know been been actually sweated on quite often in this episode. But I'm going to go with the Suns. Um, top end talent is just too great. I believe in Devin Booker too much. I really liked DeAndre Ayton, the player. I got a quick little DeAndre Ayton story. Um, a couple years back, like I said, one of my best friends is a huge Suns fan. Um, and his lovely girlfriend asked me, hey, what son, what jersey should I get him for Christmas? And I was like, oh, I mean, th- he loves DeAndre Ayton. Like DeAndre Ayton has been the reason why the the ship got righted. You know, when they drafted DeAndre Ayton, he said Suns were going to win the 21 finals. And I was like, and then they almost did. He made that prediction, and then they almost did. They were two games short. And so I was like, get a Nate in Jersey. And almost within six months, that storyline of Aiton just being lazy and Aiton not trying and being a liability, it just started emerging. And every single time I, 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 the three of us were in a room together and Aiton came up, I just kind of clammed up. I just kind of went in my shell because I was like, he only has an Aiton jersey because of me. That was my call. And sometimes, you know, I still like playing the odds. I like playing the classics. You know, I went with the the 101 center from who was supposed to save the team and it didn't turn out that way. But friends, uh, as safe as you try to play it on the Jersey front, you will be burned sometimes. Just know that. Uh, I got I a Kyrie Irving Celtics jersey sitting in my closet right now. <laughs> that is, that's, I, that might be the worst jersey to own. Um, I love it. Listen, I know it's, I know it's hidden on, but Kyrie's, Still one of my favorite players, Such and player. I love that he was on the Celtics. Man, he's so and fun I, to watch. Uh, stand yeah. by it. Yeah. Um. So so I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Suns. They got Aiton out of there. He was turned into a bit of a cancer, a bit of a, of a locker room clown. So I like um, I like Suns and Celtics, and I'll pick your Celtics to get back to glory. Um. Again, don't tell the De Palmas, but I will pick your Celtics to get back to glory. Um. I think Knicks are a year away. I believe that. Yeah, you you know my pick on the Knicks has always been that they're they're a player shy. They're they're an, another all star shy of a contending roster right now. I do. Um, I I don't think that Julius Randle is going to go back to that form of like a a dominating all star. I think he's still very good. When you say that form he, of, of last year that he just was, well, the form last year was good, but that was not his peak. I think that no, was what he two was years all ago? NBA. He was all NBA, right, and, right, and, right. and he was. I mean, yeah, no, his peak was three years ago. Two years ago, he had a really bad year. Last year, he had a huge st- step forward, back to you know being a top fifteen player in the league. But in the playoffs, injuries. You know, he was banged up. His ankle. He had two ankle turns in three weeks. So he yeah. he really he 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 was a shell of himself in the playoffs. So what I'm saying is, I don't think he can return to what he was three years ago, which was that like game-breaking dominant he was, type of he player. He was the guy on the team, yeah. He, he probably won't be a 1B anymore. No. I think Brunson has to take the reins. Yep, and and you know I prefer... I would have loved to see the Knicks go out and get somebody that was on that on that level of domineering. Yeah. Um, and I think until that happens, they won't be a contender. They've been so responsible with their assets. I'm not used to this as a Knicks fan. Um, they've made smart, savvy trades and signings. They have a lot of draft picks. If they are trying to load up to, to go score an Embiid, they're not doing a bad job. Uh, this year, we'll see what, what happens. Uh, Brunson and Randall and Barrett 
and Hart and Grimes and Mitch. They got something. I don't think it's enough, as as I said. I think you're right. I say a year away. You say a player away. We're basically saying the same thing. I think I don't think this is their year, but that's okay. I think they'll be, I think they'll be outstanding. I think they'll be fun to watch. Well, I think we've hit our limit on NBA talk for this show, considering there hasn't even been a single game played yet. Yeah, very fun. Very fun to talk about. You know, we've been so, so deep in football. I just wanted to remind everybody that it's coffee shop sports, um, except baseball. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I don't watch enough baseball to tell Go you Phillies? about it. Go Rangers? I don't want the Astros to win. I hate Go Dodgers. Them. They're cheaters. We're Dodgers are out. They're out. <laughs> We're in LA. They're out. Um, well, let's hop back to football talk to close out the show then. Yes, sir. Because we got one last Halloween-ish themed segment. There's like a little zombie double tap here. You're a Zombieland fan. Love that movie. Love that movie. They ain't dead till the dead. Yep. You got... Well, that's not what the segment is about. That was a bad preview. But <laughs> we got a little double tap. Positional, two players. Going to give a big one and then one small player to finish it off that we think is going to have a better end of the season i will start it off for you just to give a kind of intro to the segment my first shot is going to be at the quarterback position and that's jared goff of the lions he ain't dead he, yet double tap no and you know what goff has been great for fantasy purposes so far on the year which mind you this is primarily what i'm talking about when i talk about the double tap segment is fantasy purposes he's a qb7 dog on the year he's not being treated like that he's got vegas this week at home he's thrown for two touchdowns got a bye week after that and then he has one of the easiest schedules for a quarterback chargers chicago green bay new orleans not so great and then finishes off the season chicago denver minnesota that is so juicy for a quarterback one of the easiest strength schedules for a quarterback change it to schedule adjusted change it to points allowed doesn't matter he's up there and i think he is a great great if you're if it's been a rough year for quarterbacks in fantasy football no one's been just crazy elite the position if you're looking for a quarterback to finish off the season let's say you have um justin fields you're a little worried about the injuries a little banged up there jared goff may be your solution and then if we're gonna go a little dirtier a little dirty dog action here on who could be a really good quarterback ending the season. I'm going with Russell Wilson. Oof. It sucks. A little too dirty some, for me. And he's going to be dropped. That's that's what's going to happen, right? So he's got Kansas City, a bye week, and then Buffalo. He's hitting the waivers after that. There is no way he's on yeah. the team. But week 13, 14, 15, he's got Houston, Chargers, Detroit, probably all high-scoring games. You can throw him in your lineup. Easy strength of schedule. They're going to be passing the ball a lot because they're not just going to beat those teams. Houston can put up points. Chargers can put up points. Detroit can put up points. Unless you're the Ravens. <laughs> yeah, he, he may be a, a flyer candidate. He's also been decent this season for fantasy purposes. Yeah, He has not been just bottom of the barrel quarterback he's sitting at qb 10 on the season so it's not like he's unusable in good matchups he's been good yeah so i think if you're looking for a quarterback at the end of the year who may be able to bring you some baller performances russ could be that guy 
Man, games that matter in fantasy football, trusting Russell Wilson is just, it's tough, man. It is very tough. But that being said, I i like the pick. And, and I'm going to give you sort of a comparison, and I'll sort of introduce mine. So we are going position by position. We're doing two quarterbacks, two running backs, two receivers, two tight ends. Yes, sir. I love that. I love that. Because I had just two players. I, I was like, oh, it's going to be quick. We're in and out. You know, I like this better. I like this better. I'm talking. We'll keep it moving, though. I'm talking yeah. zombie land. You know, uh, you know, you think the dude's dead. You don't kill him. And then they come back and they eat you alive. I don't know if you guys remember that scene in the beginning when he's doing the rules. Such a great, such a great um, reference, Zach. And, and it's just not horror enough that I think you can stomach it. It's just not. Oh, horror I love enough. that movie. There yeah. are some jump That's scares. comedy enough. Yeah, I'm good there with are... that, though. OK, that was kind. OK, um, I I love zombie land. I'm, I'm glad we're doing this for my quarterback. And I'm going to give you a two-pack of ass. I'm going to give you the Joe Budden joke of like where he says, like, yeah, it's a two-pack, a two-pack of ass. I'm looking at uh, from the low-hanging fruit. I want to start with one that I wasn't even going to bring up, but then you said Russell Wilson, and I thought, okay, we're that, we're that low. I can do this. Um, I think with if you start Russell Wilson in fantasy, you, you set and forget. And if you're watching the game, you're going to be stressed and you're going to be pissed, but then you might end up with a fine day. It's the same with Derek Carr. And you hate it. You absolutely despise it. Zach sends me three tweets a day about how bad Derek Carr is. And I know it. But I throw him in my lineup in Superflex. I forget he's there. And then I check my team and I have 21 points. And I'm like, cool. I have 21 points now. I didn't get that from Brian Hoyer. I didn't get that in a good game from Tyson Bajant. So, yeah, I'll take it from Derek Carr, even though he's booty. And I think he, the Saints have such a bad schedule that I think he'll still be okay for fantasy. I think he'll sniff QB 15 range. And I think that in a pinch, if you're streaming, um, he's, you could do a lot worse. My other, my other low hanging fruit quarterback is uh, Jordan Love. Um, He also had an atrocious game against an atrocious team and everybody's going to be out on him. Zach is shaking his head. If you're not on YouTube Um, and it's fair. Yeah. Holy crap. Did he not pass the eye test? The, The Packers offense looks broken. No Aaron Jones involvement. Christian Watson did absolutely nothing. So there's a lot of fears about Jordan Love. But look, he had an unbelievable stretch to start the year. He's got a nice little redemption schedule, I think. He started out uh, QB3, QB16, QB6, QB12. One game as the QB24, a bye week. And then even in a game, Zach, where you're shaking your head and you're disgusted, which you should be because he played Denver, the team that gave up 70 points, he was still the QB 12. People, people, a lot of people conflate real life football with fantasy football. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how it looks. It matters what they, what their stats are. And Jordan loves stats right now are that of a QB who is not bad for fantasy in the next five games. I'm looking at sleeper right now. I see a lot of green, Zach. I see one orange, but I see a lot of green. We have Minnesota, the Rams, the Steelers, I'd probably fade him in that game and the chargers and the lions, Zach, Jordan love funnel teams. That's, that's a, that's a, that's a, he's a smash and, and everybody and you is drop him right after that. You do you because, drop him because you got Kansas city giants, Tampa Bay, three top 10 against quarterback teams. Giants don't scare me. I, I they, giants, you, you know, they are eighth against quarterback for fantasy football purposes for some reason, because I'm they keep sleeper, their points green. down. They're, green they're right not now. a good matchup. When it comes to schedule adjusted, they are a terrible matchup against quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, they looked 
pretty. They're allowing good 15 points average per game against quarterbacks. Yeah, Bobby Okereke is is unbelievable. He is a special player in the middle. Um, so that those are my gross picks, and then my 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 top my top flight pick. I'm gonna go with Geno Smith. I think Geno Smith will write the ship. He's 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 been hurting us. I, I I'm a Geno drafter, um, and he's been hurting us. And I don't think he's West Virginia Geno. I don't think he's Jets Giants wherever the hell else he went. I don't think he's that guy. I think he's I think he's a good quarterback. I, I believe in that. I believe he'll be okay. Yeah, I mean, the top flight quarterback for me, if if you're trying to go make a move for like a big, big name quarterback, it's Lamar Jackson. He's got the easiest schedule moving forward. Yeah. That offense is humming right now. Um, he, he could be a league winner uh, as well as I do think Brock Purdy's schedule is crazy at the yeah. second half of the season. But yeah. let's move forward to running back. We're going to zip through the last couple double taps. Um, for me, one star player, if you're going to go out and get I think Austin Eckler, now's the time. Nice. He's coming off of a bad injury, two dumpy weeks. He was my first overall pick, and I don't really want him on my team right now. But you <laughs> A lot of people are feeling that way. you got to hold the bag because yeah. Kansas City is a, a brutal matchup against running backs. No one can run the ball against them. Yes, Josh Kelly ripped off a long touchdown that hurt to see if you were an Eckler manager, um, but no one runs the ball against them. It's just the truth. So Eckler's been bad. You can probably go wrangle him away. But then you have a beautiful schedule. The easiest schedule for running backs, whether it be points allowed, schedule adjusted, however you want to pick it, the Chargers have the easiest. you got Chicago, bottom of the barrel. Jets, not good against the run. Detroit, really good against the run. But then after that, Green Bay, Baltimore, Denver, Vegas, Buffalo, Denver again, all bottom 10 against the run up on the schedule. He is set up to have a great end of the year. I think now may be the time to go out and get him by low. The manager is probably very frustrated if they have Austin Eckler, and they're probably losing. They're probably a bottom bottom team, two and four or two and five. You know, whatever whatever they are, go get Austin Eckler. I think he can have a really great end of the year. And then a little little dirt here in the barrel, um, Cam Akers. After last night, yeah. we saw a lot of Cam Akers' involvement. Yeah. Against a decent run defense. San Francisco's good. I think he's got familiarity with that system. You've seen some kind of fatigue coming in Alexander Madison with the team, with the fantasy players. Like, he's not showing anything special. Cam looked like he had some burst. And more importantly for fantasy, he's got a, another cakewalk end of year schedule. Green Bay next week, great. Then you got two real rough ones from Atlanta, New Orleans. So maybe wait a couple weeks to go get him. But you can get him dirt cheap. If he does take over that role, he's got Denver, Chicago, Vegas, and then Green Bay again left on his schedule. All four of those matchups are bottom three against the run. If he does take over that, you can see some fantasy value maybe up to an RB2 level. A little dirty, but running backs are hard to come by. Yeah, no, I think you, I think you nailed those, man. Honestly, those dudes ain't dead, man. They need a double tap, um, but they're not getting it because they're getting away and they're gonna win. Um, I got a couple, I got a couple, man, and it's so gross. The, all these names are disgusting. I, you know, I, I joke around a lot about bottom of the barrel, low hanging fruit, but I'm living in that world right now, man, and it feels good. I'm rolling around in the mud, and I ain't mad at it. Um, there's, I'm just going to list off some names because that's how many running backs I think that there are. I'll highlight a couple, but look, people are going to be terrified of uh, Aaron Jones after his utilization 
last week and you know the injuries and all that he is such a good player and that team is desperate for a spark and it's not coming in the shape of the wide receivers um so i think aaron jones is going to be and we know aj Dillon is who aj Dillon is i i don't think he's a bad player i think he's a bad fantasy player um he's a fine you know battering ram um but i think aaron jones is gonna is gonna have uh, he's going to write the ship eventually. I do all the, all the matchups that I highlighted for Jordan love. Same thing applies for Aaron Jones. Cause he's such a, a good pass catching weapon. Um, I'm going to highlight a player from a team that I absolutely love. I've been insanely high on since before their, their draft. And then their draft just made me love them more. But Damian Pierce is, you know, Houston's running back and you and I have talked a lot about Damian Pierce and the discourse yeah, surrounding Damian I'm terrified Pierce. of him <laughs> you're scared shitless but you also were excited too I know, you know I have to hold have to you hold. have to hold hold the bag Damian Pierce we 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 all like him for a reason and yes Devin Singletary's there he's scary he's he's not exactly a nobody but he's also not exactly you know he, he couldn't really even hold that job in Buffalo Zach Moss was breathing down his neck Frank Gore was breathing down his neck baby Cook was breathing down his neck I like Devin Singletary more than anybody ever has liked Devin Singletary. And I I'm not afraid of him to take the job from Damian Pierce. So don't, don't worry about that. And then I have one last name for you. And this one is really gross. Like hold your breath again. Don't check your lineups and, and don't look at metrics. This guy metrics hate this guy, but I like Miles Sanders a lot. And I think he's talented. I don't know what this mainstream anti miles sanders narrative that's been emerging all year and in in the draft season really but he's a talented running back yes philly's offensive line was great and he's he was running through holes that a mac truck could drive through but he's in carolina now where it's dumpy and like i said with green bay they need a spark adam thielen can't do it himself it's not fair he's almost 40 years old give the guy a break Miles Sanders needs to start getting involved more in the passing game. They know that they paid him. The money is there. Follow the money is a great rule in fantasy football. So I like, I like all those guys to uh, have a little double tap resurgence in the second half of the season. I don't mind the call, but I'm going to take the Chuba side. I think he's been the better. Everybody is. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Chuba is, is the hotness, you know, they have three cakewalk matchups coming up and Sanders is still coming off the injury. But then after that, their schedule is just horrendous like just the worst schedule for running trade him after those three weeks trade him after those three weeks that's what i'm saying i'm like pick pick your carolina running back if you've got chuba if you got sanders hold him for three weeks and then just please punt them off a bridge punt them off a bridge yeah um let's keep it moving here finish off uh we'll go a little quicker on the wide receivers um top of the barrel for me i mean it's a mix of talent and schedule brandon Ayuk is the one for me yeah that I think people need he, that right he's, now. He's coming off a disappointing game where they targeted him five times in the first half and then disappeared. I think there are better coaches than that. Let's let's get back to Brandon Ayuk, wide receiver one, and he has just a beautiful schedule across. It's just green for miles around. You still have his bye week coming up, but literally almost every single one of his matchups is bottom ten against wide receivers for the rest of the season. Debo's banged up. Um, Kittle has a tendency to be banged up too. You saw him get hurt a couple times in the game, came back out, still had a good game. But I think Brandon Ayuk is a buy low. I think he can still finish as a top 12 wide receiver. So if you're buying any lower than that, good good value there. And then 
a little lower on the barrel, but tailoring with your Green Bay Packers schedule, I think Jaden Reed is a sneaky buy low. I like um, it. You're probably getting him on waivers. He caught. Did you see his touchdown this week? The the maybe the most wild touchdown of the week went I'm, a little under the radar. I'm trying to think. It, I don't. What happened? It was an end zone pass to a different player, and yes, it bounced off, off his hands, hands and yeah. then just catches Jaden Reed in the end zone. Love that. That was um, beautiful. Watson's a little banged up right now. I don't I don't know what his injury status is looking like, but Jaden Reed has stayed involved. He's taken over that slot role for that team. I think they get him more involved, and I think he could be a sneaky wide receiver three. Um, pairing with that is Josh Downs. I think Josh Downs has shown that he's very, very talented. They have a real rough schedule in the next four weeks, but I after that, Josh it clears Downs, up. Man. He is just balling out. And more importantly, the Colts are running a thousand plays a game. Like they just they run so fast. Their Their defense is pretty middling. You're gonna get a lot of fantasy points off that. He's probably gonna get ten targets even without being targeted that much. Yeah, and I love it. And and this is as fast of a segue as I can or as fast as a sidebar as I can do. Do you like Gardner for fantasy rest of the season? I, I'm avoiding him for the next couple weeks just because you got new you got New Orleans. That's a really good defense. Um, Carolina just keeps the score kind of low. It'll be interesting to see how the pace of play comes out with that. And then new England again. So, and then a bye week So you have a couple bad matchups, but then it clears up. I, I do think he's streamable in matchups. I'll play him against Tennessee. I'll play him against Pittsburgh, probably Cincinnati. Um, but he's just a quarterback that I'm playing in the right matchup. Clearly this week should have been a bad matchup for him and he balled out, but I do still think I would play the matchup game with Gardner. I love it, man. Okay, great, great stuff on your wide receiver double taps. Um, did you have another one? No, go for it. My high-end wide receiver double tap is going to be T. Higgins. Um, and it's really just a confidence thing. Like, I, I, I need it myself. So I'm sort of – this is like my – like, I'm trying to be brave, like, you know, for like, you know, my scared – you know, I'm at a horror movie and I'm terrified, but but my, my girl needs me to be brave, so I'm trying to be brave. That's kind of where I'm at right now uh, with T. Higgins. I'm being brave for the fantasy community. I'm telling you, throw him back in your lineups, uh, take a Tums, and and check check your team after and hope that you're happy. I mean, a couple more bad games and I'm fading, but I don't think T. Higgins is dead yet. And then uh, lower hanging, I got two. Uh, I think Michael Pittman had a weird, inexplicable two-target game, and he was a squeaky wheel. I'm not sure if you saw, but there was some talk about his lack of targets in his press conference. Good. Good. Be a squeaky wheel. I think Gardner Minshew, yes, he's going to hyper-target Josh Downs. That's very clear. But piggybacking, I think, pace of play and just what we know to be true of Michael Pittman, I think he'll get hyper-targeted. Um, those are my wide receivers. It, my second one, I, I, I do like JSN to have an emergent second half um, now that he's sort of established himself in the offense a little bit. If DK stays banged up, I don't think DK will miss a ton of time. But um, I like... I like JSN after that little breakout. That's nice. That's that's promising. Love to see. And they do have after a couple of weeks, they have the fourth easiest schedule for wide receivers. So playoff wise, pick your Seahawks wide receiver. See who's healthy. Go get them. Love Tyler him. Lockett. I love Tyler yeah. Lockett. No, it's a good way to do it. Um, let's swing over to tight ends real quick here. Rapid fire. Yeah, rapid fire on the tight ends. And this is where I said it was going to come up. Um, I will let you have yours. I won't bring him up because I think I have an idea. No, 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 no. I know who no. it is going to be for you. Do so you want to bring it. him up? Would no, he no, no. Be your I'll pick? let you. 
he he's he's in good question but i'll let you okay. have it All my right. my my two picks coming into this show was trey mcbride was someone i was keeping an eye on beforehand um nice. cardinals they've been targeting the tight end zach Ertz had a good beginning of the year now especially the, him going on ir this morning but the last two weeks mcbride has out snapped him so you were seeing kind of the resurgence of mcbride the cardinals rough next two games against baltimore and cleveland but then atlanta houston rams bottom of the barrel against tight ends kyler murray could be coming back at the end of the year that only boosts everybody mcbride's a talented player we've seen flashes from him before if he gets the targets i think he can do stuff with it and tight end landscape is absolutely horrible so if you need someone he's got upside that other players don't have and then my second one is going to be David Njoku. He's had a really disappointing season. You look through his matchups, he's actually played a lot of some of the best teams against tight end, and he's seeing huge utilization. He's on the field every play. He got the most targets of the Browns this last week against Indianapolis. Had a decent game, could have had it better, had two end zone targets. Um, sees Seattle and then Arizona, Baltimore, Pittsburgh bad matchups for tight ends but his end of season run against denver rams chicago houston jets cincinnati all of those are bottom 10 most of them are bottom four he's getting the targets he's getting the utilization i think he could be a kind of a back-end hero at the tight end position yeah i absolutely love that pick and he was grading out as pro football focuses like number one tight end early in the season like he's had a great season he's just not getting the touchdowns yeah, so I I love that pick. Um, I wonder where I'm gonna go with this one. Uh, yeah, wonder. we have a we have a wrist surgery on Dawson Knox, and we have a guy that was traded up in the first round to go get from the Buffalo Bills. That is obviously tight end Dalton Kincaid. He had his breakout game with Knox in the game. Uh, you know, eight for seventy five. Um, still hasn't gotten that elusive first touchdown. I think that's coming sooner than later. I might encourage you to throw a small amount of money down on Dalton Kincaid first touchdown parlay tomorrow night um I just kind of feel it in my bones a little bit um but he's obviously his utilization has been a bit baffling up until last week you know there his a dot was like four yards and everybody was losing their minds and it's fair I was losing my mind too but if he is tall Cole Beasley if he is who Bill's Mafia has dubbed him as swole Beasley then the Bills will be in good hands. And and he clearly has the acumen to get open and catch the freaking ball. His target, dude, go look up his uh, catch percentage. It's like, I think he's caught like 25 of 27 targets or something stupid like that. He he is insanely talented. He's every bit as good as advertised out of Utah. And um, I can't wait for the breakout. Well, and not to mention, breakout. he plays Tampa Bay this coming week, who are dead last against tight like they are the best match uh, sorry the ears. worst matchup for tight ends in the nfl He's terrible bottom like they no i'm sorry like it's a bad matchup for kincaid next week is oh, a terrible matchup oh, for kincaid. they are the oh, best against tight ends no sorry it's so, scary week you scared me dude next week a little scary after that he has the easiest schedule for tight ends in the nfl bottom 10 every single week coming out he should be the he should be the second target for josh allen moving forward i still think he's gonna have a good game against tampa that's tough they are averaging seven points allowed to the tight end position as a whole per game Hot so take. that's that's not even a touchdown yeah. you're, barely, you're barely getting a touchdown they, yeah. they are great against tight ends um but you know a touchdown changes everything so yeah and i think kincaid is going to prove to be a matchup nightmare 
Um, Zach, this was an unbelievable episode, man. We 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 did run long. We did cover a Power wide through, yeah. a widespread of of topics. I could not be happier with uh, with our spooky season. I feel like there's some special bonus content coming around the bend for everybody who doesn't know our coffee reviews on on Insta, TikTok, YouTube. It's gonna be really fun, man. Are are you ready for that? I am not yet, but you're I will not be. ready. Zach's not ready. I'm be. ready. I was born ready, but Zach's not ready. He will be though. Uh, look out for some really fun content from Zach and I this week. Uh, great great time in the coffee shop with you today good sir yep thank you everybody for tuning in uh we will see you after halloween next week and enjoy your spooky season